0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1039, air date February 26th, 2022. Welcome, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai. It's 6.30 p.m. It's Friday. Hope everyone's doing well. What I wanted to do today was I wanted to do the complete version of our part one, the complete version of our project that we recently completed, uh, which many of you have contributed to. It's what's in Pfizer's mRNA jab, and it's part one, the complete version, This is, as we've shared before, um, this is a very, very important launch because it is actually uh, a part of the Cytosol Open Science Institute project. This is our, uh, we've done many of these, but we wanted to formalize it into the Cytosol Open Science Institute. And we want to thank everyone who supported this. But this is going to be a series that we're going to be doing to really help understand, A, what's in the Pfizer's jab? What is the uh, side effects of it? Because with the Cytosolve engine, as you're going to learn, as many of you know, we have the capability to understand that. OK, so that's what we're going to be doing today. And I hope uh, this uh, completes. I did an early version of it. And if you remember, I had something come up and I had to stop it, which is unfortunate. Um, and I made some commitments uh, to actually dinner and then I had to stop it in the middle. So I'm going to do the entire version again. So I hope uh, uh, this helps all of you. Before I start this, I always like to. Uh, share with you a couple things. And we have a number of videos we're going to play for you. But first of all, many of you may know that we have launched a number of institutes now as a part of delivering solutions. Our movement for truth, freedom, and health is not just about critiquing what's going on, but also delivering solutions. And as I share with that, I wanted to share with all of you my journey to systems. Um, It is the approach to take a systems approach is what our entire movement is about. So I wanna share with you a video that we put together. It's up on the website vashiva.com if you wanna learn more. But this will give you my journey to systems and truth, for human health and everything. So here we go. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems, so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. V.A. Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to V.A. Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste, untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a a one-in-a-trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program, and subsequently, at the age of 14, was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science, and biology for sudden infant debt syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical paper-based office mail system, including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments, into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory honoring my grandmother to develop Your Body, Your System, a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food, supplements, and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state. And Systems Health, an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems, the science of everything, be it your body is a system or our society and politics as a system to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light, learn the science of systems, build community and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. All right, everyone. So that will um, give you an idea of my uh, sort of long journey to systems. And we're going to talk more and more about systems. But today, we're going to apply system science so you can actually understand what's in the Pfizer jab. Uh, This is something all of you have wanted us to do. And if you notice in the logo, VA Shiva is our main website. Truth, Freedom, and Health is a Movement. And today, we're going to be sharing with you on the bottom right here, Cytosolve Science by the People for the People, which is the Cytosolve Open Science Project. Essentially the model here is anyone here can actually contribute to scientific research. And that's what we're launching today. The Cytosolve engine, which which came out of my work at MIT, which we've been using for the largest institutions in the world, scientific institutions, it's a validated platform. So what we've done is we want to take that platform and we want to give it as an engine to the people. But in order for us to do that, you guys can directly contribute to scientific research. So instead of giving your tax dollars here, then they go here and then they go here. And um, the problem is science has become, unfortunately, the institutions of science have become corrupt, but imagine you being able to direct where you wanna support it. So you can give 50 cents, $1, whatever you wanna give, but we will actually go do research using Cytosoft. So the question many of you asked for was what's in the Pfizer jab, will it harm me? So over the next few weeks, months, We have that project going on. We could have many, by the way, open science projects going on. This open science project begins with first of all understanding what is in the jab. You're gonna learn what is the mRNA physically look like, you know, um, and all the different ingredients in there. And then using Cytosol, we're gonna start understanding the different components and how it affects one of the the key molecular pathways of inflammation, okay? Uh, Inflammation, as many of you may know, is critical to many, many different things that occur in the body, okay? So let me, um, first of all, thank everyone and, and welcome everyone. Um, so let me go right here, and I'm gonna go to the first uh, slide. What we're gonna learn today is the, um, what's in the Pfizer, we call it the jabin, okay? Um, the comernity jabin. By the way, you can also see everything you're seeing here, r- right, dog on vashiva.tv. We're broadcasting live. So if you don't want to support YouTube and you don't want to support Facebook, you can go right to vashiva.tv and you'll see everything live right there. Okay. Are we live, Doug? Great. Um, And we want to thank again, everyone who supported the development of this infrastructure. Um, As many of you know, when you contribute, you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com. You can contribute, you can get the course, but what you give actually supports the infrastructure independent of big tech. And we have more and more, some really cool things coming. But anyway, the uh, this the pfizer Jabin is actually an mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccine. Um, it creates the spike protein. So you're gonna learn that the mRNA, which is inside the jab, your body takes that messenger RNA and will actually make the spike protein and then the spike protein is used by your body to uh, create antibodies. Okay, that's the that's the engineering exercise here. This was developed by Pfizer and BioNTech. It was approved for individuals five years of age and older. And the schedule for this delivery is you're supposed to get two doses, uh, two-dose primary series, so one and two. And then you've got to do a booster after six months for individuals 12 and older. Now, the important thing to understand is that it turns out you got to keep getting doses every six months because of the efficacy. Okay. So it's a very nice recurring revenue model. Uh, it's like getting a, you know, the blade for the Schick razor, right? You keep going to have, so they sell you the razor, then you keep having to buy the blades. And that's sort of a very, very lucrative revenue model that they've set up. But this is the booster um, keeps going. And in fact, if you talk to scientists, even at Pfizer, who I've spoken to, They'll tell you, yeah, it's not that efficacious. You gotta keep using this thing, okay? And this is what happens when you try to mimic nature. It doesn't work that well. So here's a timeline of the JABS developments. In March of 2020 is when Pfizer and BioNTech announced their partnership. And they did what's called phase one and two trials beginning on healthy subjects. That was really started in mid-April. They did what are called clinical trials. What does phase one and phase two mean? Phase one and phase two, for people who don't know what that means is, phase one means you do it on small sets of humans, you know, 100, 200 humans, and then you go to thousands, which is phase two, and you go to tens of thousands, phase one, phase two, phase three. Now, um, thanks to the collusion between big pharma and government, they accelerated this through quote unquote, operation warp speed. What would have taken in a much more methodical way, much more detailed way, real studies they accelerated and that was brought to you by the Trump administration, okay? Um, So they did the clinical trials and then two vaccine candidates were given fast track by the FDA. That was in uh, early July and phase two and three safety efficacy trials began in late July and phase three trials expanded to increase diversity of population here in September. And then they got emergency use in December, 2021 um I mean sorry December of 2020 and January 2021 the distribution started okay and so August 23rd of 2021 that was when it got full FDA approval all right so that's the timeline that I wanted to also make everyone aware of this went through some process but I can tell you from a pharmaceutical perspective this occurred in a very very rapid time frame most pharmaceutical companies when they're putting out drugs takes 13 years 12 years um, and there the pharmaceutical profit model has been tanking but when you can get out the jab like that and there's no liability and you don't really have to um, uh, pay if there's liability it's frankly a you know gold mine of a uh, business model so that's what we're looking at here all right um, so, the global vaccine development, there were nearly 90, sorry, 194 vaccines that came into this. Now 42 of the vaccines went through phase one, um, 44 are, are were in phase two as, as of this writing, phase three, you have 40 vaccines, uh, 23 vaccines are still in use, and 10 vaccines are now in phase four, which means that's called, are, are being ma- monitored. Um, and you can see there's different kinds of vaccines. The blue indicates it's a viral vector vaccine. What does that mean? They literally take another virus, okay? They take a virus of some other uh, virus and they inject into it a piece of the DNA, which will code for the mRNA protein, okay? That's what these viral vector vaccines are, ones in blue. The ones in yellow are really the vaccines that we know as nucleic acid, mRNA vaccine, okay? And there was about three of them that got approved and out there. The three light blue ones are the whole virus vaccine. That's what you would call your traditional vaccine, where they literally take the virus, and then they attenuate it, which means deaden it a little bit, and then give it to people, okay? That's meaning they're literally, we're giving people the coronavirus. And then the little pink one here is the protein based vaccine, where where they're literally just giving the spike protein. So there's different kinds of vaccines, all right? The, The mRNA vaccine we're talking about, is the one with the nucleic acids. Okay, so what's so what we're going to learn today? What's in the Pfizer jabine? What is a function of the Pfizer's mRNA? The different components. Uh, there's a number of components. What is the concentration of those components? You're going to learn very shortly how much, how many mRNA molecule particles are act- actually in one jab, and you're going to find out it's trillions of these particles. But we actually did the calculation. Uh, cytosol did. And how were the these components made? So you're going to get an idea of the manufacturing that went into it. What's in it? How much, it, if it is in there, that when people get the shot, okay? We don't want to grift here and start talking about crazy stuff that um, the establishment always attacks. You see, when you put crazy stuff out there, you don't get to talk about the real elephants in the room. And this is one of the things that's been going on in every in this in this movement for you know, true health. It's been going on in the movement for true freedom on elections. You have the real problem, which most people don't want to talk about the establishment. And then you have the grifters, the fake guys who come in and talk about the real problem, but just like talk all sorts of other crap. So you, so we don't, we miss the big issues here. And what we're going to learn here is that the reality is the stuff wasn't tested. We're going to, over the open science project you're going to learn. It's really about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And the goal when you take a systems approach is to arm you with the truth and to unify people based on the truth, not to create these dialectics. And that's one of the things our movement really talks about. And by the way, you notice there's a scroll here. Anyone, if you want to support our research, your research, go to truthfreedomhealth.com, And when you support us, we actually support you. I don't like to take people's money for anything without giving something back. So you can support the Open Science Project, you can contribute, and when you contribute, you actually get a bunch of gifts uh, given back to you. So let me go back here. So that's what we're gonna learn today. Um, This capability is brought to you by Cytosolve, which is a 23rd century platform for discovery where we can do things faster, cheaper, and safer. And what we're able to do is we, we don't cherry pick the science. We look at, for example, in this case, we looked at everything that was set out there We analyzed it, we then organized it, and this lets us really bring stuff together. Um, In the traditional pharma model, when they wanna create a particular drug, they don't do this process, okay? They will do in vitro screening on that particular compound, only one compound, which means in a test tube, then they'll go test it in animals. This takes around six years. Then they go through phase one, phase two, phase three. Before Operation Warp Speed, it used to take around 13 years to get a pharmaceutical drug out there and one to $5 billion. But Operation Warp Speed, they can really curtail a lot of the clinical research. So this was basically pharma guys, vaccines were a big, big wild west for them because they don't have to do all this testing. And so just to give you the background, pharma companies were spending more and more and more money on R&D spending, and they were getting less and less new products coming out. This is why they need the Javine, okay? Um, I wanna do a quick video Um, to really explain to you what is cytosol. I want you to understand this. And the reason I want you to understand is many of you sitting there at home may have your own ideas. Imagine you becoming a research director. You can say, hey, look, I wanna understand um, uh, my parents or someone's gonna take this drug. Will that drug cause side effects? You can literally bring together a group. You can, you know, support the research to go do that research. So we're, we're basically arming you with this power, powerful capabilities for Cytosolve, and we can go do research here and now. So, I, but I want you to understand what is Cytosolve first so you get a true understanding of this. So let me play that video for you. <music> Who would have ever thought someone like me would invent email and create Cytosol to revolutionize health for personalized and precision medicine, a system for delivering the right medicine for the right person at the right time. I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression and racism. As a child, I observed my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practice Siddha, India's oldest system of medicine, to heal local villagers by observing their face, to know their unique constitution, to deliver a unique combination of foods, healing, Herbs and Massage The caste system and her abilities to heal Inspired me to understand the interconnectedness of all life My name is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai I'm an MIT PhD A Fulbright Scholar A Scientist Technologist and Inventor My family and I left India to come to America on my 7th birthday As a 14 year old I began working as a full time research fellow At Rutgers Medical School To unravel the mysteries of Sudden Infant Death Syndrome SIDS And created the world's first email system Long before I ever heard of MIT as I traverse academia over the next three decades, I observe self serving academics never solving real problems, writing grant after grant, competing for tenure while diminishing real science and real scientists, pushing a reductionist science to destroy the scientific method. Like the blind men who never saw the whole elephant but the parts, they delivered a dismembered view of reality. I observe Big Pharma use such reductionism, wasting billions year after year to fund research in test tubes, killing animals, and using the poor as guinea pigs for. For clinical testing to create products that even the FDA no longer allowed. Not only Big Pharma practices this reductionism, but also the elites of Big Vitamin, Big Green and Big New Age, with gurus and yogis, empowered by Hollywood celebrities, selling one supplement after another based on a cherry pick science. All that changed in 2003, when the Human Genome Project ended, revealing that humans have the same number of genes, about 20,000, as that of a worm, giving rise to a systems biology. We realized that one size fits all medicine was a failure. We realized their medicines were killing us, making today's generation's lifespan shorter than any previous generation. Obesity, heart disease, debts from adverse reaction to drugs, confusion on what diet, what supplements, and who to believe is what they have delivered you. They push natural and organic products for your beauty and wellness, while their real solution is their plastic surgeons and Botox. We've been sold out. It's time for real science, a system science that interconnects the parts to discover truth, to know what really works, to get the health we need and deserve. This is why I created Science. Cytosol. Cytosol is about truth, freedom, and health versus power, profit, and control. Cytosol is a revolutionary technology integrating bioinformatics, computational biology, mathematical modeling, decentralization to reveal the truth. Cytosol computes trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover what actually works based on the actual science. No reductionism, no cherry picking. Cytosol's predictive modeling has been proven accurate time and time again, matching laboratory results. Cytosol discovers synergistic combinations of compounds to maximize health and reduce toxicity. For example, we know curcumin from turmeric and resveratrol from red grapes alleviate inflammation, but how much should we combine? Current methods are hand-waving at best. Here, with Cytosol, we first model the control condition with no curcumin and no resveratrol to simulate high inflammation with the cytokine level at 0.15 micromolar. Next, we add just 5 micromolars of curcumin. The inflammation drops to 0.05. Next, we use 5 micromolars of resveratrol and the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.06 but when we combine curcumin and resveratrol of three micromolars of curcumin and two micromolars of resveratrol inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.03 far lower nearly 200 percent less than just one compound alone that's the synergy principle of system science we've all had enough of their fake and reductionist science they think we'll simply keep buying their marketing their celebrities and their products that can never truly heal us we don't need them great things come when we integrate the best of things it's our time it's time we delivered solutions for ourselves. It's time for truth, freedom, and health. It's time for Cytosolve. Welcome. All right, everyone. I hope that gave you a background idea on Cytosolve. And now you can start thinking, really start thinking about which problems we want to solve. We recently just published a paper in one of the leading journals in cancer, and I just want to show you this. This is—I'll I'll probably do a a, uh, a talk on this. Uh, let's say leukemia. Let me let me bring this up so all of you know what we're what we're doing. Okay. So we use cytosol to actually figure out every. Imagine all these diseases. You can't go solve these diseases unless you really have a map. And the problem in most of the sciences, uh, researchers in many of these universities, they don't get incentivized to do the big thing. They get incentivized to just look at piece of the, of the puzzle. You can win a Nobel Prize for that. But with Cytosolve, we can go figure out the entire systems map or the, what we call the architecture. So I wanna share something with you. We just published this and this was citizen science. This was from uh, work that we did. In fact, Stanford came to us, okay? And I'm the senior author of this paper, so it's, it's a big win for all of us, but it also shows the incredible things we can do with cytosol. Let me bring this up here. I think I have it right here. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm going to have to do it like this, and I can go right here, okay? So this is this paper right here. Let me bring it up right here for everyone. I think you can see it here. All right. Um, And what you'll see in this paper, this is a paper we just published. It's called The Molecular Systems Architecture of the Interactum of Leukemia. Again, it's done by Cytosol, okay? And you can see what we've done is we've literally mapped out every molecular pathway. Here's the big contribution of leukemia. This had not been done before, but using our technology, we're able to do this. And this is what we can do with every disease on the planet, and we can directly... uh, directly do scientific research. Um, end to end, by the way, those of you who like your animals, we're not killing any anim- animals when we do this research. So that just came out just a few weeks ago. All right. So just start thinking about it, that we can really do science for the people by the people. All right. Um, so it's an extraordinary time, a revolutionary technology. That's what cytosolve is. So let me go back to this now. Let me um, go back to our Let me go back to sharing the uh, details. So now you understand what Cytosolve is. Let's go right into what's in the Pfizer jab, okay? So I want you to look at this. It looks like you're looking at a hairy ball or something, okay? Um, But what you're seeing is, this is called uh, a nanoparticle, okay? The Pfizer mRNA is delivered using a nanoparticle, okay? Some of you may have heard about nanoparticles, but you're gonna learn what a nanoparticle is. So nanoparticles, think about a big beach ball, okay, and inside of that beach ball are ingredients. The surface of that beach ball has things that you can add to it, so you can stick on like Velcro to different things, so you can actually use it to target things, but literally it is a piece of fat, it's a big globule of fat, that's what a nanoparticle is, and inside of it you can put in different ingredients, but you have to add things to stabilize those ingredients, okay? So in this case with the mRNA vaccine, what they put into that beach ball is the mRNA, the messenger RNA. Basic biology, your body will take in that messenger RNA and your ribosomes will use that messenger RNA, which is a blueprint. And there's another video I've done on to create a protein, right? Messenger RNA is a blueprint to create a certain protein. And in this case, a protein, that gets created is the spike protein. Your body sees that spike protein and then it will start creating antibodies, okay? So the old model of a vaccine, quote-unquote vaccine, is where someone sneezes on you and that sneeze is carrying all different virus particles. The surface of that virus particle has what are called antigens, like the spike protein. Your body gets it and it responds, as I've talked about before, uh, with the immune response. But here, what they're trying to do is to circumvent that by literally giving you the, the, the messenger RNA, the DNA, quote unquote, the DNA sequence, which will use your body's machinery to create the spike protein, okay? So going back to what is in the jabine, what you see here is this is called the lipid. Lipids are what are known as fats, a fat nanoparticle. So you notice right here, there are five major ingredients plus... Another uh, five, so there's about 10 ingredients, but let's walk through this. So first of all, this blue circle is the surface of that beach ball or that nanoparticle, okay? And that is composed of what's called a neutral lipid, DSPC, and we'll talk about this, okay? So that's the blue. Then inside of that um, is these ionizable lipid, which gives structure on the inside, to keep the the to give shape to that nanoparticle and these are positively charged ionizable lipids essentially think about a piece of fat that's pos- positively charged or uh, a molecule of quote-unquote fat the outside is PEG lipid and we'll talk about this um, and that's here those are these hairy creatures outside and then the inside of it these triangle green things are cholesterol again, so what they're doing is they're literally creating a membrane, okay? They're simulating a membrane. And then inside of this, these blue arrows with the negatively charged particles allow, so remember positives um, and negatives attached to each other. So if you look at here is the mRNA, which is this piece of messenger RNA, it's negatively charged. So remember negative likes positive, right? Um, so, the positive charge here stabilizes the mRNA, and on the inside, the positive also stabilizes. So, you get this configuration, okay? All right. So, cholesterol and then mRNA. So, those are the five major ingredients, which we'll walk through. The other ingredients are potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, salt, right? Dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrite, and sucrose, okay? Sugar, okay? So those are the 10 major ingredients we're gonna walk through this. What we did at Cytosol is we actually calculated in one jab how much of these are in there, all right? So we're gonna walk, and the reason, that's called the concentration. The reason we wanna calculate the concentration in part two is once we know the concentration that's actually going into you, we can then say, okay, if you have this much concentration, how will it affect you, Right. right? It's all about concentration, remember. It's how much of something you're getting. That's what science is about. Science isn't about just talking about random nonsense. Science is always about how much. That's where we get to uh, being able to do reproducible things. So that's what's in this nanoparticle. Now, so now we're gonna just talk about this blue thing, the mRNA, messenger RNA. Okay, so we're talking about this blue piece right here. Again, basic, basic biology. I've done other videos on this. They jab you with the vaccine and a muscle tissue. In that jab is contained mRNA. What is messenger RNA? Well, your body, every, you know, your body is creating messenger RNA um, all the time. Your your double helix DNA, it'll open up and then at the uh, transcription level, a piece of messenger RNA, which represents a gene, will leave the nucleus and go to translation to the cytoplasm where there's a structure called the ribosome. And when the messenger RNA comes into the ribosome, the ribosome starts creating a protein. The messenger RNA literally gives the instructions to create a protein. So if you want someone who's going to have blue eyes, okay, they're going to create the protein for blue eyes versus someone who has brown eyes. Okay. So that's why the, the, the double helix DNA has pieces of genes. The messenger RNA codes for a particular protein that's coming from that gene, okay? So here they're delivering the messenger RNA through the nanoparticle, all right? So that's what that blue is. And then we did some um, details. I'm gonna teach you a little bit of uh, genetics here. So this is the messenger RNA sequence. It's the sequence, a piece of messenger RNA is made up of nucleotides, okay? So there's 4,284 nucleotides long in this uh, piece of messenger RNA. And it's got, two pieces here. It's called the S1 domain. Just think of that as one piece of it. And the S2 domain. These different colors all code for different pieces of the spike protein. So here we go. So this A region codes for the domain region A. And there's this I mean, these curly uh, ribbons. And these are literally because proteins uh, fold onto themselves. The green over here is the uh, this other region, which is one to, uh, 1-275, and that codes over here. The blue region is domain B. And then you have another set of regions which are coming from over here. So the green reason, HR1, codes for this blob over here. The CH reason, which is the central helix, is coding here. It, and there's a cleavage site. Um, and then the blue is from the CD. But anyway, you can see these are the different pieces of the genome in the nucleotides, and they code literally for different pieces of the protein. So basically, again, think about the protein as like a building, okay? Different stories, different bathrooms, bedrooms, et cetera. And the mRNA is giving instructions, okay, we're going to put a little piece here and a piece there. And that creates what's known as a spike protein. Um, And that's what you're seeing here. So what what you want to pay attention to is that there's 4,284 nucleotides, and it and, when it, and, and your body takes that mRNA and it's going to create the spike protein. Well, how, many, how big is that spike protein? Well, the molecular weight of that is about 180 to 200 kilodaltons. And basically, if you think about this, 4,000 nucleotides will code for 1,255 amino acids. Remember, all these little pieces are made up of amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of life, okay? So they're pieces of amino acids, that are put together that create these protein sequences. And that's what you're seeing here, okay? And by the way, this is a crystalline structure obtained from a cryo-electron microscope of the actual spike protein. So this is what it looks like. It looks like this little, you know, V structure here. And, and this literally matches to what I just shared with you here, okay? These are literally the components. So it's a 100 angstroms wide, and you can see it's 170 angstroms high. Just to give you an idea, um, you know, hundred thousand uh, human hair is a hundred thousand nanometers. Okay, and the height of this is seventeen nanometers. Okay, one hundred seventy angstroms is equal to seventeen nanometers. One nanometer is ten to the minus ninth meters, and the width is ten to the uh, ten times ten to the minus ninth nanometers. That's the width. Okay. So you can get an idea of the size, but this is very very small because this is only ten nanometers. Uh, a human hair is a hundred thousand nanometers wide. So a human hair, if you look at the width of it, is ten thousand times uh, wider than the spike protein. Okay. So again, I want to give you the size of this so you get the understanding here. Okay. So it's a very very small little piece of protein, but this is when the mRNA codes, it will make a bunch of these proteins. All right. So now I want to walk you through this. We spent the Cytosoft team, you know, we had to get this data. And as we're getting ready to do more research, we wanted to really find out how many of these messenger RNAs are in a jab. So we had to do the calculation. And you can see that. So what you see here is the amount of mRNA in one dose of the Pfizer jab is 30 micrograms, micros 10 to the minus six. So 0. 0.00003 grams that's how much grams of mRNA are in there. So it looks like very, very small, but let's figure out how many molecules that actually means. Well, the total volume, remember volume is the mass over volume. That's called concentration, mass over volume, basic, um, basic, basic chemistry, okay? So total volume of one DAS of the fi- fi- one dose of the Pfizer jabine is 0.3 milliliters, okay? A liter, if you remember, is about one-third to one-quarter of a gallon. But this is 0.3 milliliters, 10 to the minus um, uh, third liters, okay? 0.3 of that, okay? So so that's how much um, the total volume of one dose of the Pfizer-Jabine is. Now, what's the weight, the molecular weight of messenger RNA? What, well, 1,388 kilodalton? which if you want to do it by grams, would be 1,388,000 grams, okay? That's in one mole, okay? Now, the number of mRNA moles is the amount of mRNA in grams over the molecular weight in grams per mole. And so that's point oh 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 three grams in one mole is 1,388,000. Then you calculate the number of mRNA moles, and we find out that's 2.16 times 10 to the minus minus 11th moles, okay? And now we know, if you go back to your chemistry, in one one mole is 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd number of molecules, okay? That's chemistry, if you forgot it. Basically, it's a big number. Six times 10 to the 23rd objects molecules are one mole. Okay. So now we're going to calculate how many molecules there actually are. So when you multiply all this out, you find out in one, one jab, there are 12.96 trillion mRNA molecules, 12.96 trillion mRNA molecules in one of these jabs. Okay. Now we want to, I'm sorry, that's how much uh, number of molecules um, is in, you know, this many number of moles. Now we want to find out how much are, uh, I'm sorry, that's how much is in the jab. Now we want to find out the concentration. And so we say the number of molecules in one liter solution of mRNA in one dose of jabine is moles per amount of solution. We know that the amount of solution is 0.3 milliliters. So the molarity of mRNA in one dose of the jabine is 2.1610 to the minus 11th. That's this number here, times 0.3 times 10 to the minus three. And that gives us 7.2 times 10 to the minus eighth moles, which is 72, as you can see right here, 72 nanomolars. Now, why is this important? Because when we're going to do further aspects of the Open Science Project, we want to know how much concentration of the mRNA is. The body is all about concentration, you know? Uh, Give you an example. You can eat too much of anything, or if you don't get enough of something, it's not going to do so. There are things called micronutrients. So nothing is bad or good in nature. It's all about the concentration. So it's how much you get, okay? Turns out if you eat a little bit of mercury, it can actually support brain function. If you take too much mercury, it'll destroy your brain. If you take a little bit of arsenic, as it's in, for example, the heartworm pills, and it's been known for many, many years, arsenic nitrate, you can support heart function. You do too much, it it, it can be a poison, okay? So the key takeaway here, the reason I did this calculation, you don't have to memorize it, is we, in, in science, We're trying to calculate concentration because this concentration is now we know how much of that ingredient is in there. That's where I had science guys do that, okay? Simply thinking, someone's saying you gotta simplify. Very simple. For those of you who wanted to follow, great. You can look at the video. Simply put, there's a lot of mRNA molecules, okay? 12.96 trillion in one jab. And this is the concentration, 72 nanomolar. That means 72 times 10 to the minus ninth moles, okay? That's all you need to know, all right? What are the other composition, okay? So we just talked about the blue stuff. We also have the neutral lipids, the ionizable lipids, the PEG, and the cholesterol, okay? So I want to now walk you through each one of the lipids. So I talked about the mRNA. Now we're going to look at the structure of the nanoparticle, okay? So we're going to talk about the nanoparticle, okay? So let's go look at that. So what's the nanoparticle? Again, you're going to learn what lipids are. So next time someone says a nanoparticle, you're going to understand that nanoparticle is literally a a spherical-like structure that is composed of fats. And inside that fat structure, you can deliver a drug. You can deliver anything. By the way, uh, just a quick aside, in traditional Indian medicine, um, you never just ate a turmeric pill. You've heard of the yellow pill called curcumin. In Indian medicine, you would typically boil milk and then you would, put a, you would put a teaspoon of turmeric and you'd stir it. Why? Because the turmeric was surrounded by the fat molecule and that made, made it more absorbable. So fat is a very powerful way to absorb things into your body. So that's why they're sort of using the same principle here, all right? So this is a fat molecule, but inside of that, they're putting mRNA. So your body can absorb this, all right? So again, the Pfizer jab is composed of one, two, three, four lipids. So let's go through each one. The first lipid um, is, uh, just understand what is a lipid? And uh, a lipid is, is it's called a macromolecule, okay? That's composed of a fatty acid. What is a fatty acid? A fatty acid has two parts to it. One is the hydrophilic, the thing that loves water. Hydrophilic means love. This part loves to attach to water molecules. And this part here, okay, likes to attach to the fat molecules. By the way, this is soap, okay? Soap actually has a hydrophobic group, which attaches to the dirt in your body. And this attaches to the water. So when you put soap on you, this attaches to the dirt, this attaches to the water and you take away dirt, okay? But anyway, this is a lipid, okay? It's two pieces, a water-loving group and a fat-loving group. The hydrophobic piece right here repels water and this thing loves water, okay? So, and there's different kinds of lipid that are in the mRNA jab. PG lipid, ionizable lipid, neutral lipid, and cholesterol lipid. So let's go through each one. There are four lipids. The peg pegylated lipid is this one. The ionizable lipid is this one, which has positive charge. The neutral lipid is this one, and the cholesterol is here. So now we're going to walk you through each one. What is PEG lipid? It's poly, polyethylene glycol. Polyethylene glycol, PEG. If you look at the back of many consumer products, i will have PEG in it, okay? So that's what this is. And here's the molecular structure of it. And so it provides a hydrophilic layer for the nanoparticle. That's this piece right here. And and this is the fatty layer here. So this is, again, the hydrophilic and the long chain hydrophobic, okay? So this is one of the lipids that is in the Pfizer nanoparticle, okay? And the purpose of this that they put in was to prolong the half-life of the nanoparticle so it lasts. Remember, when this gets injected into you, it's going to deteriorate. So they added PEG, almost like a preser- a, something that preserves the structural integrity of the nanoparticle. So that's what the PEG lipid do. It essentially supports the nanoparticle structure. The next thing is the ionizable lipid. This is to neutralize a negative charge of the mRNA and to stabilize the mRNA. So let me go back to this. So they stick the mRNA in here, so they have this lipid to stabilize it. You notice what happens. The positively charged things surround the mRNA, so they like are holding it together like a vice grip, okay? So they keep the mRNA stabilized. Again, what the, the reason they're doing this is if it wasn't stabilized, it'd probably break apart into different pieces, okay? So that's the purpose, the stated purpose of putting the ionizable lipid, okay? The neutral lipid right here, let me go to that, this associates with the cholesterol in the nanoparticles and it forms the core lipid structure of the nanoparticles that mimics a cell membrane. So remember your cell has a membrane, what they're doing here is that this stuff, which is a neutral lipid, which is all the hairy stuff outside, literally they're creating, emulating the cell membrane. Okay, that's a neutral lipid DSPC, okay? That's what this is. Let me go back to this, all right? Disterol, okay, SN, glycerol, phosphocholine, DSPC, right? And then they have cholesterol. And this associates with the neutral lipid with the nanoparticles, and it forms a core lipid structure of the nanoparticle that mimics, again, a cell membrane. So they're using the cholesterol and the neutral lipid structure So go back to this they're creating the cell membrane. So if you look at this structure very carefully, what we're really saying here is they are literally creating a cell membrane and inside that, the mRNA is there. So all the lipids that we went through, the four different lipids that they literally manufactured, engineered this nanoparticle, and inside that is where the, the mRNA is, okay? So there you go. So I think, again, to review, these are the lipids. You understand what a lipid is. There's four different kinds of lipids. Pegylated lipids, ionizable lipids, the neutral lipids, and the cholesterol lipids, okay? This, and by the way, what we did was we literally had to go through this very carefully. And again, we wanna find the concentration because the next part two and three and four of the Open Science Project is gonna start figuring out for each one of those particles, how will they affect inflammation in your body, okay? And this is why you guys... um Um, what what everyone wanted to know, right? Because inflammation is a key, which can cause all sorts of different problems. So the PEG lipid, we found out there's 0.08 millimolar. The ionizable lipid, there's 1.87 millimolar. The neutral lipid, there's 0.38. And the cholesterol is 1.73, okay? So there's a lot of this, which is the thing that holds the, the mRNA together. The neutral lipid is on the outside. The cholesterol and the ionizable, but have the highest concentration because they're li- literally holding the mRNA together, okay? So think about them as literally the vice grips that are holding the MR- every mRNA molecule. Again, there's 12.96 trillion mRNA molecules in one jab. All right. Everyone doing all right? I know I'm hitting you with a lot of details, but we want to get down into the details so you guys can review this video. It's really an educational video, so you can use it to um, really understand what's in the Pfizer jab. So what are the other ingredients? There's other ingredients. I've only talked about the five, the mRNA and and the four other lipids. Now I'm gonna walk you through the five. Before I do that, I wanna take a quick break because again, um, uh, several years ago, uh, we started recognizing that with cytosol, we could actually start understanding combinations of ingredients and how they cause, let's say toxicity, inflammation. We worked on a project um, where we looked at a bunch of ingredients which soldiers were taking. We find out how they could be toxic, cause inflammation. But we also were helping many, many companies formulate new products. And we ran our own open science project. We mapped out all the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation in the body. And before I go to the other ingredients, I just want to share with you, there's some very practical uses. And we ran all of those ingredients, all of the potential ingredients in nature that could lower pain and inflammation. And we were very fortunate to discover a product called MV25. We were helping other companies. And I want to play a little video just as a break so you can get this around, just because I, ha- I don't want to hit you with too much. So let's just take this break so you'll understand that what we did was we used Cytosolve Not only can we use it for research, not only can we use it for what doesn't work, but we can also use it to understand what does work, okay? So I want to just take a quick break here and tell you about MV25. A lot of you uh, always ask about this, and sometimes I don't do it, but let me just show you what MV25. 25
1: is. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects, and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health, invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that down-regulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up. So that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that.
0: Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MP25. After a bit, I was able to
1: hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy, and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help and I decided to try MV25.
0: I didn't notice a difference immediately but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than I ever did before.
1: MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. mv MV25 is cytosol optimized, which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by cytosol. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and users direct directed. mv25.
0: All right. So that's an example of something where we use cytosol to map out all the molecular pathways. We didn't kill animals. We went through these different ingredients and we found a set of ingredients. When combined together, it's called the synergy principle that does well. Now, the synergy principle can also have negative effects. And that's why this open science project with the jabine is going to be interesting, because what happens when you take these lipids and the mRNA and these other ingredients? What will it do at the molecular systems level? So that's what's one of the cool things that's going to come out. So it's going to be very exciting to see what we discover. And we're going to share all of this um, with the world, okay? So we're not going to have to wait, et cetera. We'll just share it. So let's talk about the other ingredients now. By the way, MV25, you can go right to the Cytosol website. And if you go there, um, this is a labeling on it. You can find out it's Cytosol optimized, as we talked about, which means that as the technology improves, we're going to keep finding better stuff. And I, But if, you, if you, you you can go literally to the shop right there. And if you go to right there, and you can get it right there. All right. So that's where you can get MV25 in the shop. Now, the other ingredients that are in here, there's five other ingredients. Potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, dibasic sodium phosphate dihydride, and sucrose. So there's five other ingredients in here. So what are these? This is what the molecular structure looks like. Here's potassium chloride. K is potassium, and there's chloride. And these little dots represent the valence electrons. Okay. If you remember your basic chemistry, there should be eight electrons. You know, when a when a when a molecule feels fulfilled. So one, two, three, four, five, six. A line means there's two more. That's eight. Okay. And potassium has. It's that. Here is monobasic potassium phosphate, which is another ingredient. Here is sodium chloride over here, sodium and chloride. Here's di basic sodium phosphate dihydrate. And here's sucrose. Guess what this is? This is sugar, all right? So um, what is the purpose of these? Well, the function of potassium chloride, if people have issues with potassium as you talk to people, it balances the acidity in the body. The monobasic potassium phosphate balances the acidity in the body. Sodium chloride does the same thing. And the dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate balances the acidity in the body. Now, the sucrose, the claim is it helps a nanoparticle maintain their shape during freezing. Remember, these mRNA vaccines have to be kept very, very cold. All right. And so the sucrose helps maintain the shape of the mRNA. Because what you're trying to, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, preserve they have these preservatives to make sure the mRNA stays intact so when it goes into your body it's like you're giving the blueprint you want you don't want the blueprint to be shredded and then the blueprint is used to create the spike protein okay so that's the the model and here again we figured out the concentrations so so uh, potassium chloride is 0. 0.45 millimolar monobasic potassium phosphate is 0. 0.25 millimolar the sodium chloride is 144.83 millimolar. The dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate is 1.32 millimolar. And the sucrose is 58. So basically, a lot of salt and a lot of sugar. Okay, pretty interesting. Okay, you go back to basic salt and sugar. Sodium chloride, um, it's the most highest concentration in there. And salt, and you have sugar, 58.48, all right? So at the end of the day, these are the composition of... The Pfizer Jabin, neutral lipid, ionizable lipid, the peg lipid, and the cholesterol. So those are the first four. Embedded in there is the mRNA, the blue squiggles here, and then all these other things are put in there to balance "quote unquote" acidity and other structural features. So net is the Pfizer Jabin, as we can see here, has ten different. It's got ten different um, ingredients, including the genomic material, which is the mRNA for sars cov spike protein, the nanoparticle composed of four lipids, four salts, and sucrose. And the Cytosol Open Science Institute's project aims to access the safety and the efficacy of these ingredients. So that's what we're going to be doing next, okay? Over the next few weeks, we're going to now take each one of those ingredients that we just shared with you, and we have molecular pathways, models that we've developed over the last 16 years. So instead of taking this and killing a bunch of animals, we're going to, we have the mathematical models of inflammation. So we're going to see, hey, what happens when we drop in this lipid? What happens when we drop in this lipid? What happens when we drop in this salt? And we're literally going to mathematically figure out how much it does. And remember, the these things affect other bodily biomolecular functions. And that's what we're going to Discover. Hey, John, are there any questions we want people to ask? So, if we, um, and remember, I want to emphasize to people that this entire project is, I want to put up um, uh, one of our chief scientists said we should let people know that any one of you can contribute to this project. Just go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And you'll notice at truthfreedomhealth.com, one of the big things we're doing is we want to, I never want to. Uh, take something from you guys without being able to at least offer something back. So if you go to, let me go to truthfreedomhealth.com. If you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, okay, truthfreedomhealth.com. I'm going to go right there right now. Uh, Let me bring that up. You will see on that site, we have just launched, among the many other things we're launching, okay, okay um, the truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, uh, you can have a video, which will explain what the movement is, but you can click right here to contribute. And when you, if you choose to contribute, whatever you want to contribute, we're actually offering you back many, many other gifts. If you can contribute $1, but one of the things you can do is if you contribute a hundred or more, you get all these other gifts and you get, you become a part of the truth, freedom, and health warrior program, or you can get other gifts, but Give whatever you want to give or don't give anything. It's up to you. But if you want to be part of the Open Science Project, it's awaiting you for you to support in whatever way you want. The other thing I want to mention to everyone is that we have recently launched, um, if you go to our website, vashiva.com, we have launched a number of institutes. Our goal is to deliver all of you different solutions. So there are a number of institutes we've launched right here. Let me go through right here. We have... The Open Science Institute, as you can see here, the Systems Health Institute, the Election Systems Integrity Institute, an Innovation Institute, the Systems Visualization Institute, obviously Truth, Freedom, Health, Advanced Media Institute, and Citizens. All of these have been around, but we're going to formalize them where people can get training how to be a, a citizen scientist on the ground, how to be a citizen uh, warrior, etc. okay? So go to truthfreedomandhealth.com, support open science, and let me take a few questions if we have any that if you guys wanna post anything, I'll look at it right here. Uh, someone said, thank you, Dr. Shiva, for all you do to expose these evil elites. You're greatly appreciated, you're welcome. Um, Are all Pfizer C-19 jabs same ingredients in all batches? So um, obviously it's a good question. It's a manufacturing question. So typically when people manufacture stuff, they take different sets of, the, of a batch and they will figure out, do they match? Now, technically, they're supposed to. The concentrations may vary. So what we're telling you is what the FDA has said what's in a jab. But it's a good question you ask. We'd have to get different concentration profiles. Let's go to the next one. Doesn't make any sense. Once the jab is injected, the antibodies would build up immunity. It's like snake bite gotta keep taking the cure. We are. Cre- it's like a snake bite Got to keep taking the cure. We are created for this. Does anyone understand what he's saying? He's uh, pointing out the, the, the weird difference between this vaccine and like a snake bite. If you, if you take snake venom and you take an antidote for it, you don't have to take the antidote once. Right. So so we're going to talk about that. We're going to be in, a part of the Open Science Project. We're going to show what's called the efficacy declines. What if, if, if I sneeze on you and you get corona, your body um, responds with a natural full response and you get strong immunity. I talked about this back in 2019. Okay. And by the way, all these doctors and grifters weren't there then. And that's when they should have been there. Not hey, John, can you take that away? So, um, yeah. So what the key point here is that they're giving the jab and then the efficacy goes down. So they got to give another jab and then another jab and another jab. We're going to, show why that's the case as a part of the open science project. We're going to be publishing that, understanding that. Next. Do, uh, do you analyze a sample or just take the published list of ingredients? Yeah. So one of the things where, what we have is we, the, you know, the FDA gives us the actual ingredient list. Remember we can hold them accountable because you're not supposed to lie. Okay. But we can, actually send these to a lab and have it analyzed and independent labs already done this. So we also have that data. Okay. But our goal is to look at the ingredients individually, how they respond and then collectively. That's what the cytosol engine allows us to do. Next question, Dr. Shiva, how do actual vaccines work? Also does this COVID vaccine cause magnetism? If it does, how does it cause magnetism? Okay. So, um, how do actual vaccines work? It's a long one. Maybe what I'll do, simply put, if you wanna just step back, there's a video I've done on the immune system. I did it many, many years ago, but the bottom line is this. Before we can talk about vaccines, let's just talk about how the immune system works. Your immune system is composed of many, many subsystems. That's why it's called an immune system. The early response immune system, the interferon, the gut microbiome, the late stage immune system called the adaptive immune system, the gut-brain axis, all of these components of the immune system, when your body's exposed to what are called antigens, which are all sorts of allergens everywhere, your body responds with an immune response, okay? You're supposed to be exposed to stuff, especially at an early age, and the more you get exposed, the body gets resilient, okay? If we live in two clean environments, and then you go try to live in the real world, well, you can't live in the real world, you're going to have to live in an artificial world, so The concept here that people did was they created the vaccine as an artificial way to give you immunity. Now, I've shared before in previous videos, variolation was a technique introduced to the United States by an African slave. In, in, in places like Africa, they would make an incision in people's abrasion And they would give the whole smallpox and they would expose the body to everything, the pus, the goo, everything, okay? The sputum, all of that. So you were gonna respond with a full immune response, okay? Well, that technique was brought here uh, during the Revolutionary War and that's a technique that Washington used to immunize all the soldiers. But in that case, you're getting the whole, you know, all the full array of antigens. The concept of a vaccine was to clean it up do quote-unquote better than nature would do and to standardize it. So they just took just the antigen particle, cleaned it up, attenuated it. The quote-unquote mRNA vaccine is a furthering of that process to further play with nature. And in that case, what they're doing is they're not even giving the protein, which would cause your reaction. They're actually giving you the blueprint, which creates a protein, okay? Next question. What are your thoughts on graphene oxide? So in this current vaccine, the, you know, the legally presented results is we didn't see that in there. Um, We can research that if people want, that can be a research project we can do right now. And you can send me an email, just go to uh, VA Shiva at VA Shiva. And we can do that as a research project if people are interested, like what does graphene oxide do in the body? Maybe what does it do on inflammation? So that's what you can do now with Cytosol. Start becoming like research directors. We're the nerds here. You guys can be the research directors. Say, hey, I wanna know what graphene oxide, we'll create a research project. You guys go raise funding for it. You don't have to, you have to raise one 100th of what the NIH or others would charge, but we can do that with Cytosol. So that's the opportunity for all of you. But right now we're looking at those 10 ingredients, which is what they've legally put forward in all the legal documentation that our research team found out. Next question. Are the ingredients in the jab good or bad for our bodies? Uh, Abiola Anderson, that's what we're going to find out. We're going to do an objective analysis. So one of the areas we're going to look at, Abiola, is inflammation. We have all the molecular pathways of inflammation mapped out. And we're going to see how each one of these ingredients, will it increase inflammation or will it lower inflammation or will it do nothing to inflammation? Because inflammation is an indicator of the body's health. But that's what we're going to find out, Abiola. Uh, it's graphene hydroxide. Great, Warren. So Warren and everyone, if you guys are interested in this, just send me an email. We'll, uh, make it. Hey, um, let me show you what we're doing right now. I think I have it here. Yeah. If you go, if we go here, uh, what do I have playing here? Which site do I have? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I, yeah. So if I go here and I go to VHiva.com, if we go to Cytosol right now, This is just the beginning. This is really for all of you. You can see what we have here now. Um, Oops, did I start it? I did. Hold on. Let me share my screen. And I'm going to go right here. Yeah. So this is, we're going to have, our team is going to be putting up so you can support the entire Open Science Institute, or we're going to have different of these research projects. And this is just the beginning of the website. We wanted to get it up. These are all the kinds of things we have in the pipeline coming out but if you're interested in osteoarthritis we have the osteoarthritis project going on and you can you can propose different research questions that you want us to do okay so this stuff is all coming together in real time but we have the technology to be able to do this and I encourage all of you to start really thinking yourselves some research directors so the open science project cuz I I get hundreds of emails from many of you every day. Hey, what will this do, to do with this? What will do, what, what? how will this ingredient affect this? Well, you guys can support it. Um, you know, we have been extremely um, generous, I believe, in supporting all of your guys' advancement and research. Um, and you guys have been very generous in supporting our work by wanting to get educated at truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, but one of the critical things is we have... PhDs here. We have scientists here. We need to be supported, but we do stuff at a fraction of the cost, what the big guys do, just like that NIH, the, the, the paper I just shared with you. So this is an opportunity for you guys to start leveraging this. Uh, even majority of the population seems fine after these jobs. Do they harm long-term 10 to 20 years after? Don, that's a great question because what we can do, this is a great question, Don. Remember, Cytosol is modeling stuff on the computer. We can literally drop this, and if someone's getting the jab every six months, we can see what it'll do to them over 20 years. That's another research question we can ask, okay? So great question, Don, that's a new research question. So start thinking about yourself as people, as citizen scientists. You can have a research question, Cytosol can go help answer it. Anyway, it's 741, it's Friday. Um, I hope this was valuable, but again, this is a very, very exciting time. Uh, we've already done many open science projects. Uh, that site, right off the website VA Shiva, you can go to the Open Science Institute. Email me at at Shiva, shiva.com. Expo, uh, share with me what you would like to study. Um, and the last thing I want to end with is, you know, we're taking a systems approach here. And it is a systems approach. And the, and the systems approach here, you can use it to understand... Your body is a system. You can use it to understand politics. You can use it to understand engineering systems. And the video I want to end with is I want everyone to support yourself. Go learn the science of systems. And instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars going to MIT or tens of thousands, you guys can become a warrior scholar at TruthFreedomHealth.com. And we've set up some incredible tools for all of you. And I'll play that as we close. And I wish you all well. And, um, uh, This will give you all the different uh, capabilities that come in the truth. One of them is a VA Shiva forum. Here you can start discussions. You can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva social to interconnect with your fellow truth, freedom, health, warrior, scholars, and build community beyond the education capability and the social media capability. The platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. va shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth freedom and health you deserve through education technology and activism i hope you become a truth freedom and health warrior scholar today thank you all right everyone i hope that was valuable have a great weekend. I'll be doing another video shortly on a follow-up to the election system stuff. So keep an eye out for that. But I wish you well. Be the light. Be well. Go to Truth, Freedom, and Health and do it for you. Become a Truth, Freedom, Health warrior scholar. That's our institute. And I was just explaining to someone who just called, if you don't get this knowledge, you really, frankly, are um, doing a disservice because the knowledge is here and you can elevate your consciousness. So be well. Go to truthfriendhealth.com. Be well. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.